healing and forgiveness. And we're going to start by reading from Psalm 103. It reads, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Hallelujah. God is here talking by His Spirit through David about the benefits for His children. This was the first covenant. Now we are under a better covenant that is not only for the Israel but is for all nations, including Israel, I might add. And uh, the forgiveness of all iniquities. They had to offer sacrifices. God had ordered certain things for certain iniquities and certain sins in order for the, to be a covering of that sin. But now, through the blood of Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, according to Revelations 12, 11, which says that... Uh, they overcame him, the enemy, Satan, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. So, through the blood of the Lamb of God, or like it says in first in John 1.29, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. He shed his blood, the Lamb of God, for all iniquity, for all sin. And here we see the connection. Forgiveth all thine iniquities and healeth all thy diseases. And the renewed, the renewed youth, your youth shall be renewed like the eagles because of the quickening spirit of God. When we look in Romans 8.11, it reads like this, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken or give life to your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. So the spirit of God dwells in us and it gives life to the mortal body. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He, God does this through his spirit. And we are forgiven also that's the number one thing for most people it's easier for it's easier for them to believe for forgiveness than it is for to believe for healing but the first covenant the children of israel they were they were told over and over by jehovah adonai the lord that he is their healer. We can see in, in uh, Exodus 15, they came to the waters of Marah, the waters were bitter, 
the people became sick from the bitter water. God showed Moses how, what to do about the bitter water, to throw wood in there, certain wood, and the bitter water would make sweet. And then God says, if you will hearken unto me, if you will obey me, I will be Jehovah Rapha, Rofe, which even today in Hebrew means doctor, healer. So Adonai Rofe, the Lord healer, he's our healer. Hallelujah. He wants to be our healer. He wants to make the bitter water sweet. As we repent, the children of Israel, they complained, they murmured, they complained. But when we repent, our, our sins are forgiven. But not only are sins forgiven, the same forgiveness, the same power that forgives us from sin, also heals us from sickness and disease. So, we can look at that scripture in, in uh, Exodus chapter 15 and see what exactly what it reads like. Uh, let's see here, this should be pretty... Let's see, 15, okay, here we go. It reads, If thou would diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight. Okay, we start, let's start in verse 22. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wilderness of Shur, and they went the three days in the wilderness and found no water. Okay? Crisis. And when they came to Marah, they could not drink of the water of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore the name of it was called Marah. And the people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? They murmured, they complained, What shall we drink? They forgot about the great victory God had given them. And the devil came to take away the blessing, to the, take away the joy. And But Moses here, he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast into the water, the waters were made sweet. There he made them a statue and an ordinance, and there he proved them and said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases, or I will allow none of these diseases to be put upon you, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. I am Adonai Rofe, the Lord, your healer. And it came to Elim, where there were twelve wells and water, and three score and ten palm trees, and they encamped there by the waters. A covenant of healing. The promise, if we do diligently follow the voice of the Lord, the benefits are healing. One of the benefits are healing. You know, sin kills. Romans 6.23, it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ the Lord. So forgiveness and healing go together. Let's look in Mark chapter 2, verse 1. And again, he entered into Capernaum 
after some days, and it was noised that he was in the house, and straightway many were gathered together insomuch that there was no room to receive them, no, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. You know, the word is the foundation for faith, and faith connects us with God, and as we connect with God and with His presence, the blessings of he healing and deliverance come. And they came unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, it took a lot of faith here to get up on the roof with a sick person, four people, a balancing act, no doubt, tearing up the roof, it took faith too. For sure they had to fix that afterwards. <laughs> Maybe have to pay some money to fix it. But when Jesus saw their faith, because they were determined to take this guy into the presence of God, into the presence of Jesus. When the, he saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sin be forgiven thee. Now this man, he came to be healed. He didn't come to be forgiven. But again, we're talking about the connection between forgiveness and healing. Now there was certain scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. Why doth this man thus speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? They didn't realize it was God standing right in front of them. And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, Jesus perceived by the gifts of the spirit he could feel, sense in his spirit what they were saying and reasoning. Why reason ye these things in your hearts? By the way, gifts of the Spirit are available also for us today. Whether it's easier to say to the sick of the palsy, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and take up thy bed and walk. What is easier? Either thing is not hard to say, really, but the outcome after you say it, that's what makes a difference. But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, Arise, take up thy bed, and go thy way into thine house. And immediately he rose, took up the bed, and went forth before them all, insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw it on this fashion. Now, he was forgiven first, and then he was healed. And by doing what Jesus did, led by the Spirit of the living God, his Father, Abba, our Heavenly Father, he manifested the Father's love. He spoke on the Father's behalf. He dealt with the root problem of all human misery, which is sin. Before sin, no sickness. Before sin, no poverty. Before sin, no, no curse. After sin, Adam opened up for sin and all of the devil's misery came in to, to the human race. But through the blood of Jesus, again, Revelations 12, 11, I overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. Colossians 1, 20, 
making peace through the blood of his cross. The blood of Jesus is the sacrifice that gives us forgiveness and that gives us healing for our spirits, for our souls, and now for our bodies. And our bodies are giving life because the life comes from the heart. Out of the heart comes the life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, God forgives us if we repent. But we also need to forgive others in order for God to answer our prayers. We see this when we read Mark 11, 22, 23, 24, and 25. When you stand praying, it says in verse 25, when you stand praying, forgive. When you stand praying, forgive. So if we forgive, our faith will work. But if we forgive not, we short-circuit our faith. God is not able to forgive us. And if He can't forgive us, He can't heal us. They go together. As we read in Mark 11:25, when you stand praying, forgive if ye have aught against any. See, it's not just about receiving forgiveness, it's also giving forgiveness. It's not just about being forgiven by God, but forgive others that have done us wrong. If we have aught against any, if we don't forgive them, now that stops our faith. That your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. The condition for us to receive forgiveness is to give forgiveness. Hallelujah. This is a huge secret. Many people pray for healing, they pray for deliverance, they quote the scriptures. They quote in Matthew 8:17, himself took on firmness and bare sicknesses. They quote Isaiah 53:5, by his stripes we were healed, or we are healed. They quote 1 Peter 2:24, by his stripes you were healed. They quote Romans 8:11, shall also by his spirit shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. Now, all these scriptures are true, but if we are disconnected from God through unforgiveness, when we have sinned and don't repent, we are not forgiven. That is qualifies us from receiving healing from the Heavenly Father. But He forgives us all our iniquities like we read in Psalm 103. He forgives us all our iniquities and heals all our diseases. Provided that we come to Him and ask for forgiveness. Forgiveness comes before healing. We have to be reconnected with the Heavenly Father. We have to be corrected, reconnected with the, the source of life that wells up from the throne of God. Hallelujah! The throne of God. This river of life is flowing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. A river of life. Life-giving flow of God's Spirit. It comes to us. The angels come to us. 
Hallelujah. We're reconnected with heaven. In heaven there are all these angels that praise in God day and night. Now when we praise God here on earth, and when we glorify Him, the angels, they come here. And they connect us with heaven. They bring the heavenly presence come here to where we are on earth. As we come before the throne of grace boldly to obtain mercy and to find grace to help in the time of need. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And as we forgive others, this is equally important. Yes, it's important as receiving forgiveness by faith. I would say a condition. Actually, that's what the Bible says. As we saw here in Mark eleven twenty-five. Unless we forgive, we can't really receive forgiveness. God cannot forgive us if we hold ought against our brother. In other words, we have to be able to let go, even if you don't feel it yet, by faith you say, I forgive. No matter how mistreated you've been, do you want to be healed? You have to forgive. It will start by the healing of the heart. Out of the heart of the issues of life is in your core, in the bottom of your the pit of your stomach, in the in the bottom of your heart. How do you feel about other people? How do you feel about what they did to you? Can you forgive them? Well, if you can't forgive them with you, with your, with with you don't think yet you can you can't forgive them because God will never ask us to do something impossible. But if you don't feel like you're forgiven, want to forgive them or can't forgive them, do it by faith. And God will aid you and assist you, and He will receive the pardon that you give to them. It's for your sake to be free. It's for your sake to be healed. So forgiveness and healing go together. And I see in it over and over again, people that have asked for years and years and believe for God to help them, but somehow they cannot make it through. There is unforgiveness. But when the unforgiveness is dealt with and they forgive, then the joy comes, then the freedom comes, then God can forgive them, then God can heal them. So with the Lord, it's not all up to God, it's not all up to us, but God has presented to us His Word and His principles, and the principles are the same in the first covenant as in the new covenant. The first covenant teaches healing because of obedience. It teaches blessing because of obedience. It teaches healing because of forgiveness. The same God is the same. The Word of God says in Hebrew 13, 8, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. The first covenant was to one nation. But now, through the new covenant, God is reaching out to all nations of the world in order to glorify himself and build himself an abode for his presence. His presence, his divine presence, and in his divine presence there is joy, and in his divine presence there is healing, there is fullness of joy. In that presence there is fullness of joy. Hallelujah. Forgive and receive your healing in Jesus' name. Amen.